And we're back, Mike Cernovich. And Jay Campbell. Welcome back, dude. We're going to have a conversation, I think, near and dear to our heart, which is burnout and fatigue. So take it from here. Oh, man. So burnout, to anybody that is a content producer slash creator, is just a part of life, man. You have to recognize uh, when your neurotransmitters are fried, when the level of creativity that you normally have is not there anymore. Um, and you have to, you, you know, this, you know, I call it like a programmed deprogram and you really have to focus on not doing anything for a certain amount of time. Now, as Mike knows, when you are an entrepreneur, you can't just stop doing things, right? Because your work is how you eat, pay your bills and all those things. But you definitely have to understand when you're burned out, when to decrease activity when to have like active rest and we can talk about all these things but like for me when i know that i cannot give anything anymore and i'm just creatively shot you know i go to write an email and i can't even respond i have to sleep have to sleep at least seven to eight hours a night and when i say sleep i mean actually sleep seven or eight hours i don't mean like go to bed at 10 wake up at three take a piss you know, go back, wrestle around in my bed. I mean, deep sleep, you know, black out my room, make sure my wife knows that I'm not getting up and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, there's a lot of things we can talk about this, but you can pick it up from there. Yeah, I've, I've definitely been burned out through various points in my life. And when I'm burned out, the first thing I do is I quit caffeine, which seems counterintuitive. I've done it before. And I, I rely on a lot of caffeine, a lot of stimulants. Uh, before, let's see, about a week ago, so a week from today, I would have done three cups of coffee from an espresso machine, a nitro cold brew, and two of those monster energy drinks that have 250 milligrams of caffeine each. So you do the math, we're looking at 750 milligrams at least of caffeine a day. And when, I, when I'm using that much caffeine and I don't even feel anything, I know that I'm about to hit a wall. I'm going to hit it hard. So I just quit the caffeine. And it's hard to do because when you're type A, it's massive fatigue. Oh, yeah. Crash and burn. I've been completely out of it. Usually whenever I get a haircut, I'll take a selfie and say something douchey, like look how cute I am or whatever. And I, my face is like being pulled down to the ground. I'm, I'm so tired right now. Dude, Monica has multiple pictures of me in my bed reading with drool. Like last night she took a picture. I wish I could share my screen with us right now. She literally took a picture. I was, I was reading a book and I was highlighting it and I had the highlighter cap in my mouth. <laughs> and I fell asleep with the highlighter cap. It was completely unconscious. But seriously, um, you have to be able to recognize when you are toast, when, you're, when you're, you know, uh, neurotransmitters are fried, when you have literally no energy, I mean, and you know this, Mike, like when you write a book like you and I have done, you know, especially really big, you know, international bestselling, a lot of people reading these books, that takes massive brain power and creativity to not only organize your thoughts and put them to paper and all that stuff, but then as you know, then after all the stuff you have to do to launch a book, I, the, the, the two times, the last two major books that I launched, both of those, I wasn't ready to have the breakdown slash collapse you know mental collapse that i had 
And thankfully I had some smart people to mentor me. One of those was you. And I, I, I literally, I had to take two weeks off. I mean, like literally when I say two weeks off, that's like, and I don't watch TV and I know you really don't either, but like two weeks off for me was watching brain dead nonsense on Netflix at night and right. not writing and not responding to emails and not doing the things that Jay Campbell and Mike Cernovich normally do every single day. I mean, you know, we do a lot, right? So it's like, you, but you have to be able to do this and recognize that if you don't, your health is going to deteriorate a lot worse than not being creative. Yeah, not, yeah, I'm in the same position. I was sleeping, probably I slept 16 hours on my first day off caffeine and 16 hours the next day. Yesterday was the worst. Day three of no caffeine is the worst. Because remember, you, we were supposed to do podcasts two nights ago. I couldn't even talk yeah. to podcast. That's right. We were going to do it Monday night. That's right. Yeah, I couldn't even. I, and I told you I was just out of it. I couldn't even have done a podcast. And then yesterday, I broke out into a major sweat just randomly. And I, that was my body. Because yeah. people forget, although we love caffeine, caffeine is a very powerful drug. Of course. And you go off caffeine cold turkey, your body is going to freak out a little bit. So the, I was just exhausted. Yesterday, I broke out in a major sweat. Today, I woke up and I'm, I've had a dull headache all day, but yeah. I've been going about my day and tomorrow will be better. And I've done it before. The last time I did, did it to this degree, that was probably eight years ago. And I was out of it for a week and literally, literally impotent. It was just not, no sex drive no drive for life or anything. And then the next week I was a little bit groggy and out of it. And then I felt great. Then I didn't use caffeine for a year. I, I did at least a year without caffeine, but it's, it's rough, man. So for me, first one, first thing I always do, if I feel burnout, just quit the caffeine cold turkey. And another benefit of that is that forces you to just slow down. Yeah. There's no way if, if I'm in a caffeine withdrawal, that I could just wake up and grind even more. My oh, adrenal no, system, no, no. You just, I don't have any, don't have any adrenal system right now. So boom, now you're forced to take a retreat. And then um, I continue doing the hot, the hot saunas, far infrared saunas, yeah. in, the, in the cold water therapy, and the meditation, the binaural beats, that stuff really helps. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Um, sleep is absolutely critical. So when you're burned out, you have to black out your room, as you know. You cannot have any devices charging in your room, okay? If you're one of those people that is using, like, an iPhone or an Android latest edition and you're waking up to your alarm, hello, the electromagnetic frequency that comes out of those phones now is insane. When you right. look at the actual intensity of what is coming out of these phones – you know, people say, oh, bro, but I turn it off and I just charge it right there and then I turn it on in the morning. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even have to be on. It is right. disturbing your polyphasic sleep. No technology should be in your room, okay? Nothing. Blacked out. You, you know, you said it best, like, you know, some sort of sounds of nature. Like, the best thing Monica and I use is the, the waves. We have, like, that awesome wave machine, right? So you got that pounding of the surf. The human body, listen, people, guys, we are all, this whole planet, all life forms on this planet are in tune. You know, the Schumann resonance, the 432 megahertz frequency, when you have that type of sound, as you said earlier before, the entrainment waves, that will help you sleep. You know, if you don't, if you struggle to sleep, go get one of those sleep sound machines. They're not expensive. They're like 11 bucks. They're perfectly tuned to the Schumann resonance and play that while you're laying there in bed. And then you know this too, Mike, like, so many people screw this up. If you do not have 
cool temperatures at night. If you're one of those people that's like saves yes. money on your air conditioning because you don't want to spend it like in you know in January or not you know in Southern California, but let's say April or May or whatever because it's not hot enough yet, honey, to run the AC, you're not going to sleep well. We know statistically, you know, all the scientific studies show that you got to be between 66 and 69 degrees to actually sleep well while you're in bed at night. So these are all you know sleep hygiene stuff. But when you're burned out, this is critical stuff. Yeah, it's, it's crucial. And I've always had a good night's sleep too. And I, I have this thing called the chili pad. I think we've talked about it before. Yeah. You put it under – yeah, yeah. So my sleep game is incredible. I have a mag, magnesium concoction to take before bed. And I have the chili pad. I have a gravity blanket, eye mask, blue blockers on before bed. Yep. And, but even then, people, people don't realize how – how hard people work. I, I don't know. That's a weird way of putting it, but yeah. people, people always want to say, well, I do things with me. And I'm like, no, you, you don't trust me. You don't want to do things with me. You, you don't, you think you do, but you really don't. And that's because like, we're on it. Like, where are you? Why are you not on the, why are you not in the game? Right. What's going on? What's the problem? Right. And you you can only do that for so long though. And I've, I haven't had a real vacation probably three years. Yeah, you got to fix that because yeah. Monica and I changed that in the end of 2016 ourselves. Every eight weeks, we have to be somewhere. We don't give a shit. Life is not getting in the way. The vacation the vacation is, is of utmost importance. Now, obviously, with you guys, it's a little different right now because you guys have two little girls. And I remember when I was that age. I mean, sure enough, you remember that age for me, too. That's hard, man. You're, you're in the real struggle right now um, for um, you know, couples when you have you know, two children that are under the age of four. Because it's really hard to go on vacations, right? You can't really find anybody unless you have family members, which you're blessed to have. But, you know, you're, unless you have a nanny or something like that. But just, you know, back to what you were just saying, like, you have to have some sort of deprogramming built in. You know, you said, you said it real well with meditation and mindfulness. Like, I like to go out actually into nature. When I'm completely wiped out, like, I literally like to go out and put my feet, you know, in dirt, sand of a beach, grass and mud, you know, with, the, with my dogs. But, you you know, again, it's that reconnection or that co communing with the natural aspects of this planet. Um, that can really reset you. And a lot of people are just so disconnected, you know, especially living in big cities. I mean, Christ, Monica, if you're living in New York City and you're never around any natural land, you're, you know, you're just like walking on concrete, going into giant skyscrapers with all that kind of white light blasting your body all the time. It's pretty hard, even if you're like doing the things that we're talking about, it's pretty hard to actually reconnect and have your body like reset and recharge. Cause I mean, dude, we live in a technocracy, right? And it's like, everything is technology. Right. And if you're just being bathed by the white and the blue light all the time of technology, dude, you're going to burn out so fast. And again, I see so many people, you said the blue blockers. If I don't wear these dude on this retina Mac, uh, IMAX screen in my office, dude, my eyes, I get a headache after an hour. Right. Literally, I mean, I started, you know, when we did this today, I was with you and I was like, oh shit, I already could feel it. You know, I'd run over and i get them. So it's very, very important that we take a lot of these precautions today in this day and age with all this technology. It's everywhere. Yeah, I felt like I was going blind a little bit. The, just to, through these waves, man, it's very, very potent. People don't really understand how intense it is. My vision is already bad, bro. Like, I mean, I, I'm not kidding you. Like, I'm at night. I need to literally have contacts in. 
You know, I mean, I have glasses. I got script glasses, but I don't wear them. You know how it is. You jump in your car, you go drive at night. I mean, I, but I can't even read the signs anymore. And I had fighter pilot vision. I was 2010. Yeah. And literally in the last two years, bro, I can't even read the signs at night. You it's know? the screens and the waves, man. The the hippies the hippies are right, dude. I I, I haven't gone this far yet, but I, I should, which if I say I should, I eventually will. Just no electronics even in the same room. Just not even – because I put my iPhone in airplane mode under the bed, and I might just keep it in a separate room. Yeah, you're going to probably have to. All right, well, we, before we end the show, let's just both talk what we know about it because, you know, we get hit by this every day, Mike. So is 5G as bad as we hear that it is, or is it, is it hype? You, you go first. I at first thought it was – at first I thought it was um, just people who are weird on the Internet obsessing over nothing. And now I'm starting to think it's really bad. I'm starting so, to think. So, okay, so what, what, but what is making you, who's, what have you been reading or watching that's telling you or giving you that? Well, I haven't seen it widely reported, but I did read that there was a fire station where they had a 5GW uh, tower and they all kept getting sick. And the firefighters associations won't let them put a 5G tower near a fire station. People can look that up for themselves. Wow. Yeah, they won't even let it. Now, of course, the other side, the pro-technologists are saying that's BS, blah, blah, blah. Because if you're a firefighter, you're in the station 24 hours a day just being impacted. And then I saw a story about children getting sick near one. And, you know, there's anecdotal evidence and correlations, not causation, blah, blah, blah. Like some nerd is going to try to, like, correct me. And I, I know everything they're going to say before they say it. For me, that's enough reason to just pause and say, what? forget about 5G. I've traveled all over the world. Why is it that I'm in parts of Southern California and I can't even get any reception? It's a farce. Right? Our infrastructure is a joke. And, and why is it that my phone bill here is $110 a month for quote-unquote unlimited data, but I could go to Budapest Hunger and pay 20 bucks a month and get the same amount of data? So let, I, I, let's have a much broader, before you want to start doing the 5G stuff, let's have a bigger conversation about infrastructure and our fiber optic network first. So that's very funny or interesting and perfect timing because Monica and I are going to Machu Picchu in about a month. And so we're super excited. We're going to go down to, you know, see all the amazing monolithic temples and esoteric, unexplainable things that are going on in, this, in the country of Peru. Um, and, you know, I just got done talking to a guy who was at a conference last weekend, and he was telling me that you'd be mind blown to be in the wilds of Peru right? Like you're in the jungles and you can pull up your phone and get LTE right? and stream broadband in the middle of nothing when you should be dead. So again, it goes back to what you're saying. What is going on with network and bandwidth and frequency jamming and everything else that's all going on in the world? I mean, you're, you're right, dude. Like the United States is like playing some sort of weird game, you know, depending on your cell phone carrier, you can have like insane bandwidth and speed and connectivity, and then you have another one in your debt, right? right? And you can have two major providers like AT&T or Verizon in the same city, right? Southern California, well, same area, Southern California. And like you just exactly said, like you could be in one spot and the one guy has a four or five signal or bar LTE connection and the other guy's dead. What the hell is that? Right. <laughs> I mean, seriously, how does that even exist? I mean, isn't it just one giant network of satellites in the skies? 
Right. Dude, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? I do have a comment on 5G, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, how is that? How do they do that? One is I don't know, but, but I know enough that I would like to have that conversation. <laughs> that's, that's where I am on in so many of these issues in my life is I'm willing to admit I don't know, but I want to know why that we don't have a conversation. Right. Why is it that when I, I travel all over the world, I get better reception for less money? It's unbelievable. We need to talk about that, right? Maybe there's a reason that I don't know about it. But, of course, we know that AT&T owns CNN. And so is AT&T really going to want the media to educate people on why they're ripping us all off, right? Yeah, of course. Well, so, Mike, so my, here's my comment on 5G. So I'm still, like, to be determined. But, but, you know, the conspiracy theorist in me definitely sees Jack Cruz, right? And Jack Cruz and I don't get along. You know, we've got, gone after each other a couple times online. You know, he's anti-testosterone. But he is really, really big and anti and very vocal about 5G. And so I watched a podcast that he did um, the other day, and it was pretty good. And, you know, he's pulling up all the stuff about fertility, Mike. And I, I mean, well, I mean, you know, how big of a deal is this to me and you? I mean, we already know that they're literally making us infertile. We already know through the Hebrew University study that men by the year 2045 in Western nations will not be able to even have kids. Right. Infertile, men are toast, X, Y is extinct. Right. However, he's saying that what uh, 5G does to women's um, uterine linings and um, what do you call it? Their, um, their circadian rhythm and their menstrual cycle. Bro, he says that literally if you have a woman living within 100 yards of a, bu of, of, of a bunker, a, G5, I mean, a 5G bunker, so a giant tower and then underground, he's like, they're done. They're, 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 they can't have children. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's all interesting to me. I mean, I think we do agree that whatever is happening – the technologists, the transhumanists, the futurists, whatever you want to call it, the people that Ray Kurzweil has bowing to him, um, they're, they're looking to make us into cyborgs, bro. I mean, I, I don't see humanity being in the way we are now, flesh and blood. I don't think we have much of a future. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, it could go either way. It, it, can go, it can definitely go either way. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, let's wrap this one up, dude. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening in. This is Mike Cernovich and... Jay Campbell. Thanks for listening in. If you're on iTunes, be sure to hit the button to, to like the podcast. You don't have to leave a review. You don't have to type anything. You can just click the little star button and give us the respect and number of stars. Thanks for listening in. Thanks, guys.